Welcome to podcast number 52 on February 23rd of 2022. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. I'm the author of four investment books. Today, we will first answer five questions I have received in the last week, and then I will continue with chapter two of my latest book, American High Dividend Handbook. Question number one. Are you worried about Justin Trudeau's Emergency Measures Act passed by the Canadian Parliament this week to stop the truck blockade, taking away your liberties and impacting your investments? The media loves to hype potential threats. It helps attract viewers and advertisers. 90% of all truckers in Canada were vaccinated. The Trucking Association made a point of stressing they did not support these rebellious yahoos. The vast majority of Canadians are vaccinated and just saw these truckers as being a bunch of irresponsible, selfish twits who were being manipulated to support a misguided right-wing minority cause. The last thing Canadians worry about is Prime Minister Trudeau overreaching his power and taking away our liberties because we know how powerless he is. We do not elect a president every four years who is just about impossible to remove if he behaves like an idiot. First, a prime minister must get elected in a local riding by a few hundred thousand voters. If he wants to be prime minister, he must convince enough of the other members of parliament in his party to support him. The party across Canada then has a leadership election, which he may or may not win. If he does win, he knows if he behaves like an idiot that the other members of parliament in his own party can force him out very quickly. They can simply replace him with another member of parliament from his party that a majority of the party members would agree on. Every member of parliament always has an eye on what their constituents back home want so they can get re-elected in the next federal election. It is not unknown for members of parliament to switch parties if they see that is what their constituents want. In addition, we don't have two political parties. We have five political parties, plus independent members of parliament with no party affiliation. Trudeau's party is now a minority party. It survives only if he can convince another party to support his party. At any given time, this support by another party can be withdrawn and Canada can then be into a national election within six weeks. Politicians do not like campaigning, so Trudeau would really have to cross over a line before support would be withdrawn. But it can and does happen. Every day, Trudeau must stand up in Parliament and defend his actions and the actions of his government. 
He can't hide from Canadians or all the members of Parliament. Everyone in Canada is watching. They are not hesitant to let their local member of Parliament know how they feel. Trudeau has come out of this turmoil in Ottawa stronger than he was before. The government waited long enough for the truckers to show what jerks they were. For example, bringing their children to a potential battle zone, setting up a jumpy castle for the children, setting up a hot tub, displaying Nazi flags, irritating the citizens of Ottawa for 21 days, forcing businesses to close and lose millions of dollars. The majority of Canadians had had enough of them and wanted them gone. They had eroded whatever sympathy they might have initially had. These truckers were too ignorant to understand that the masks and COVID constraints had nothing to do with Trudeau or the federal government. They were the responsibility of the provinces and the municipalities. Since an Ontario provincial election is scheduled 100 days, the Premier, a Conservative who should and could have taken control of the situation, deliberately did nothing for fear of alienating his right-wing supporters. He let Trudeau, a Liberal, resolve the situation, which he did easily and quietly. The truckers who were going to die for their cause showed what paper tigers they were. No, I'm not worried about Trudeau taking away our liberties or the Emergency Measures Act impacting my investment portfolio. Question number two. Since investors cannot beat the average returns of stock market indices, why do they try? Actually, you can beat stock market indexes, and I have done it. My background was building commercial risk scoring systems. To me, investing appeared to be just another form of commercial risk, so I built a stock scoring system to help me find and manage the stocks in my portfolio. This scoring software has served me well. I supply my stock scoring software with my books. Over the last 18 years, my portfolio has grown by 500% while providing me with a reliable six-figure dividend income. It is still growing. Those dividends came in like clockwork, even during the 2008 and 2020 market crashes. After helping friends with their portfolios after they lost money, they pushed me to write a book detailing what I do and how my scoring matrix works. I have now written four investment books. I wondered after my 2020 book, Safer, Better Dividend Investing, what would happen if I created a portfolio of the 20 highest scoring U.S. stocks from the chart in that book. I loaded those 20 stocks into a trial website at Simply Wall Street. A year has now gone by, and in this week's report from Simply Wall Street, it showed the following one year's result. Total return results. USA markets increased by 2.3%. 
My 20 best U.S. scored stocks increased by 32.8%. Within the 20 best scores were companies like Valero Energy, stock symbol VLO, which had a one-year total return of 49.5%, and British American Tobacco, stock symbol BATS, which had a return of 34.1%. Since the 20 top stocks are frozen in time in the charts in my book, as they were calculated in September of 2020, it is not difficult to compare their performance against the performance of any index. The investment system I use is straightforward. I invest equally in the 20 best-scoring stocks, providing the highest dividend yield. This does not mean I choose the highest scores or the highest dividend percent. It is a matter of making a compromise between these two objectives. A stock's grand score is calculated from 11 subscores of easily obtainable stock information, such as book value, operating margin, volume of shares traded, price-to-earnings ratio, and so on. I rarely make a change in my portfolio. A stock would only be replaced if the score of a stock fell below 50 and at the same time the dividend yield fell below 5%. This means I need to spend little time in my portfolio. The last step I make in choosing a stock is to look at their share prices and dividend payouts over the last 20 years. I want to see the share prices and the dividend payouts steadily increasing. What my research showed in a database of 2 million businesses in 1991 was that 95% of those companies with successful operating patterns would continue to stick to their established pattern. The few who deviate from their long-established pattern would not be noticed with the increase from all the other stocks in the portfolio. Unfortunately, I cannot predict which one or two of the 20 will deviate from the pattern. Question number three. Why have certain technology stocks performed so bad recently? The stocks do not perform badly. The stock market is an auction vehicle. To sell a stock, a pessimist must price a stock low enough to attract an optimistic buyer. To buy a stock, an optimistic buyer must price an offer high enough to attract a pessimistic seller. Optimistic and pessimistic speculators only control share prices. They do not control profits. Managers of companies control sales, marketing expenses. They control profits in which dividends are paid. Even during market crashes, where share prices can temporarily drop 50% for all stocks, financially strong companies continue to pay their regular dividends. This can easily be proven by looking at the historical record of share prices and dividend payouts. 
You are complaining because pessimists keep dropping prices to make the technology stock attractive to optimists. It has nothing to do with a why. This is how an auction works. It is also confirming why no one can accurately predict future share prices. There is no logic to it. There is no right price. Thousands of those buying and selling, mostly emotional decisions, are being made by speculators. Question 4. Which is better, a dividend or a growth portfolio? Are you really asking, can I make more money speculating on weak and profitable stocks who may have the potential for spectacularly rising share prices? Or can I make money investing in financially strong stocks paying high dividends that historical records show have had steady increases in share price for years and paid ever-increasing dividend payouts even during the market crashes of 2008 and 2020. This depends on your attitude. Why do you feel you need to speculate? No one can accurately predict future share prices, but you can be certain 95% of the time that a financially strong company that has paid high dividends for years from its profits will continue to pay high dividends. If you invest in 20 such companies, it becomes almost impossible for such a portfolio not to show a capital gain. This can easily be proven by looking at the last 20 years of historical share price growth and dividend payouts. Question number five. Shouldn't companies be profitable before going public to make it easier for investors? Fifty years ago, it was a rare company, if any, that would go public before they were profitable. Other than mining and oil companies, who have always had to raise speculative production money before achieving profits. Analyzing businesses then, I cannot remember any companies going public who were not long established and profitable. It seems to me that the dot-com internet hype of the late 1990s changed everything. With a minimal investment, software companies could be formed that could seemingly make millions in revenue almost overnight. Speculators could be easily convinced to gamble on them. It seems to have changed investment attitude and expectations. The safest thing is do not invest in IPOs. They are speculative. Investing in financially strong, high-dividend-paying companies, like some of those detailed in the American High Dividend Handbook, can double your money in less than five years. The stock market is not a casino offering instant riches. The following is from Chapter 2 of my book, American High Dividend Handbook. 
The title is Finding Your 20 Stocks. Where do you find the 20 financially strong, high dividend paying stocks that you would want in your portfolio? First step, go to your self-directed investor account, the home screen. There will display the total amount of cash you have transferred for investing from your checking account to your trading account. As you add stocks to your portfolio, it will record the value of the stocks you have purchased for your portfolio while reducing the amount of cash available for additional purchases. To begin the search for a stock to purchase, you select Research from the menu on the home screen. This selection will take you to the Research screen. This screen provides 24 options. The only option needed to find investable stocks are the overview and the screeners option. To start with screeners option first, there are 16,001 North American stocks available for purchase. The first selector we are going to use is the exchange selector. You will be presented with a choice of several exchanges. Choose any U.S. exchange. This immediately removes for consideration all stocks except those traded on U.S. exchanges. The stocks available declines to 10,362 stocks. This is too many to work with. You need another selector. Since you are seeking only stocks that pay dividends, choose the dividends selector. Within that selector, select dividend yield. This is the dividend percent paid by 2,903 U.S. traded companies at the time I did this search. It is still too many to work with. To reduce this number, an option exists within the selector to set a minimum and a maximum dividend percent for your search. This raises the question of what is the minimum dividend yield percent you would need to give you enough income to live on. Although the inflation rate for the last decade has been running around 1.8%, the average over the last century has been 3.5%. To be safe, set minimum dividend income percent at 3.5%. This reduces the number of dividend-paying stocks to 1,430. It is still too many to work with. It is important to recognize that dividend percentages of stocks are not set in stone. They fluctuate. For example, in September of 2020, several of the banks were displaying dividend percentages between 6 and 7%. In 2019, their dividend percentages had been between 3% to 5%. What accounts for such a difference? The 2020 market crash caused share prices to drop significantly. This had nothing to do with their profitability 
or their operating margin. Dividend payments are not directly related to a share's price. In early 2020, a quarterly dividend payments were frozen at that amount. The government was concerned that the COVID-19 pandemic would lead to record loan defaults and bankruptcies that could seriously weaken the economy. The government did not want to have the responsibility of having to bail the banks out of serious financial difficulty. By June of 2021, the share prices of many banks were greatly exceeding their best 2019 price. This high share price caused their dividend percent to shrink because the dividends had not been allowed to increase in tandem with the rising share price. When selecting stocks by dividend percent, you must also consider the financial strength of the company and its potential for capital gain. As share prices increase, financially strong companies usually increase the amount of money you will receive in dividends to keep the dividend yield percent steady. Temporary fluctuations in price and dividend percentages must be carefully investigated. We will continue with the rest of Chapter 2 next week. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.